This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening today. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast today, uh, definitely go pick up your free resource. Uh, it's the top 200 drugs. It's a study guide I put together on uh, highly testable clinical pearls as well as things you're, you're going to see in real life as well uh, with the, the top 200 drugs there. Uh, over a 30-page PDF, um, absolutely no cost to you. Uh, just uh, you'll get on our email list when we've got new podcast episodes and things coming out. You'll get updates with that. So again, reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, check out that uh, free PDF for subscribing. All right, so let's get into the drug today. We're going to cover Ziprazidone, which the brand name of that medication is Geodon. And this is classified as an antipsychotic. Uh, specifically, it is a second-generation antipsychotic uh, with virtually any antipsychotic. Uh, the primary uses you're going to see are uh, schizophrenia, you know, delusional behavior, hallucinations, uh, bipolar disorder with mania, things like that. Um, occasionally, uh, in my practice, I have seen it uh, used off-label for dementia-related uh, psychosis. Uh, of course, we certainly need to remember that there is a boxed warning uh, for increased risk of death. Uh, with the use of uh, antipsychotics for that diagnosis, however. So, uh, important to, to keep that, that in mind. Uh, mechanistically, uh, I have covered uh, some antipsychotics in the past. Uh, primarily, we're looking at the blockade of uh, dopamine receptors. Uh, it may have some uh, antihistamine-type effects, uh, may have some uh, alpha-blocking type effects as well. Um, the alpha blocking effects uh, certainly comes into to play when we talk about adverse effects uh, as well coming up. One important thing I wanted to mention, uh, specifically with oral uh, ziprazidone uh, with administration, is you need to take uh, the medication with a meal. And that's typically defined as uh, oral intake of, of greater than 500 uh, calories. And the reason being is absorption uh, goes down if you don't give it with food or with a meal. So to have adequate absorption, uh, definitely encourage uh, taking that uh, with a meal. And I have seen this come into play uh, in clinical practice where a patient is not responding uh, to the ziprazidone as we would like them to. And Upon investigation, you realize and recognize uh, that they're taking it uh, in the morning prior to eating and they're not getting uh, adequate absorption. So instead of increasing the dose, actually just encouraging them to, to take it with food um, helped uh, to get their drug concentrations higher. So 
an important thing to note, uh, particularly in, in non-responders um, to the medication, just making sure that uh, they're taking it appropriately uh, with food there. All right, so let's talk about uh, the adverse effect profile. And um, just kind of a, a broad, quick overview of, of antipsychotics. So some of the things I'm thinking about, uh, QTC prolongation, risk of metabolic syndrome, so increase, uh, increased lipids, increased uh, blood sugars, potentially weight gain, uh, sedation or CNS depression, of course, uh, movement disorder type side effects, extrapyramidal symptoms, uh, tardive dyskinesia, uh, false risk, certainly, probably a little bit more so in our uh, geriatric and, and frail population, uh, elevation in prolactin levels, and a drop in blood pressure can sometimes happen as well, if you remember me mentioning the uh, alpha blocking type activity. Uh, that can certainly uh, open up those uh, vessels and potentially lead to uh, a drop in blood pressure there. So I, I kind of quickly ran through some of the, the adverse effects. Now with uh, different antipsychotics, they affect uh, these adverse effect profiles uh, to greater and, and lesser extent. So I wanted to highlight a couple of things with uh, ziprazidone specifically. So uh, ziprazidone is one of the worst second generation antipsychotics as far as QTC prolongation. So if you know your patient's at risk for this, maybe they've got a higher um, uh, interval to begin with, um, ziprazidone is probably a drug you're going to want to avoid. Um, if they've got electrolyte imbalances, they may be uh, at higher risk there if they're on other medications. Uh, that can prolong that QT interval, and I'll talk more about that in the drug interaction section. Um, but yeah, if they're on those drugs that can interact and exacerbate that QT prolongation, um, ziprazidone may not be a, a good selection for them. Uh, sedative properties, uh, I would say it's probably middle of the road as far as antipsychotics go. Um, not nearly as sedating as a, as a drug like quetiapine. And again, a lot of this is uh, dose-dependent. You know, the higher you go on the dose, uh, the more likely you are to encounter um, some of these adverse effects. And then one uh, last one I wanted to mention specifically, um, ziprazidone is probably lower um, on the risk uh, table for metabolic syndrome compared to a drug like uh, clozapine or olanzapine, which tend to be much, much higher uh, risk for causing weight gain and inducing hyperglycemia and, and elevated lipids. And then one last uh, ad adverse effect I wanted to remind you of was neuroleptic malignant syndrome, uh, extremely, extremely rare um, with uh, antipsychotics in general, um, but definitely one you, you should be, be aware of anyway. Okay, let's uh, shift gears here. I wanted to, to briefly touch on metabolism, which will kind of lead us into uh, drug interactions. So ziprazidone is broken down primarily by uh, glutathione and aldehyde oxidase, which this is generally a little bit nicer 
thing compared to some of the other antipsychotics, which use more of the uh, SIP pathways. Now, ziprazidone can be broken down uh, to a small extent by some of the, the SIP enzymes like 3A4 and 1A2, um, but typically it's not going to be to a large enough extent uh, that we run into issues uh, with drug interactions or significant uh, drug interactions because of those pathways. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we will finish up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like BCPS, NAPLEX, medication therapy management, geriatrics, ambulatory care, definitely go check out meded101.com store. Uh, in addition, we've got Amazon books if you're just looking to brush up on clinical thought process, and case studies, and drug interactions. Um, we've got a link to our, our popular Amazon books, and you can get some of those on Audible as well. And I would highly encourage you to take advantage of uh, Audible's promotion where they give you a free Audible book um, for signing up. Again, it doesn't cost you a dime, so you can cancel out uh, if you're not uh, satisfied. But you can get uh, my book on drug interactions, for example, uh, 8 to 10 hours of content um, on drug interactions, clinical thought process, absolutely for free. Uh, no cost to you uh, by taking advantage of that free uh, book from audible.com. Again, links, you can find all these links, uh, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. All right, finishing up with drug interaction. So first, I want to mention QTC prolongation. Ziprazidone's higher risk, like I mentioned, um, compared to maybe some of the other antipsychotics. So we've got to think about those drugs, uh, your amiodarones, uh, some of the macrolides, levofloxacin, uh, some of the SSRIs like citalopram. All these drugs, um, when added on or used in combination with ziprazidone, could potentially uh, raise uh, the risk for QTC prolongation. Uh, other potential adverse effects, or excuse me, drug interactions, uh, dopamine agonist and Parkinson's type drugs. Remember, using a dopamine antagonist like ziprazidone is going to oppose those beneficial effects. So a patient with Parkinson's disorder or we're using, you know, a drug like Rapinerol, which is a dopamine agonist, um, that ziprazidone could potentially uh, blunt beneficial effects. And then we've got to think about additive uh, adverse effects, um, which can obviously present uh, as drug interactions. So I mentioned the alpha blocking activity. Again, ziprazidone is probably on the mild to moderate scale compared to other uh, antipsychotics, but um, in a patient who's taking other drugs that may drop blood pressure, such as, you know, alpha blockers or, you know, beta blockers or any blood pressure medication, we can have that additive hypotensive uh, effect. Sedative effect, certainly you got to think about that. Um, you know, benzodiazepines, Z drugs, opioids, um, those ziprazidone can certainly add um, to that sedative CNS depressant type effect. And then 
dopamine blocking agents, thinking about using some of these in combination, um, particularly one that I've seen used uh, for gastroparesis like metoclopramide that has dopamine blocking activity. So using it with an antipsychotic like ziprazidone can potentially uh, exacerbate or enhance some of those dopamine blocking type adverse effects like extrapyramidal symptoms, for example. All right, so that as always, you know, with drug interactions, that's not an all-inclusive list, um, but some of the really the most important things that, that I've seen uh, in clinical practice. So I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. If you enjoyed uh, this episode or the podcast in general, uh, definitely leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, that's greatly appreciated. Appreciated. Um, go subscribe, follow Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. And like I said, you'll get that free uh, top 200 st- study guide with that as well. If you want to reach out uh, to me, mededucation101 at gmail.com uh, or uh, track me down on LinkedIn. That's probably the social media platform I am most active on. Uh, again, share us with colleagues, friends, students, other healthcare professionals. Uh, help us expand and grow uh, their medication education background. And again, so appreciative of all you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.